Let's take a drive down. Let's take a drive down Tanja Avenue. Chimpanzee! Scientists splice human genes into monkey brains to make them bigger. Uh, so, yeah, that's how we're starting this. Um, terrifying Planet of the Apes style experiment. Hey, I hope so. That'd be cool. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's be... a good thing to do in the year 2020. <laughs> oh, wait, out of curiosity, though, do you think yeah. that that's going to be um, something like the original Planet of the Apes, where <laughs> a human kisses the monkey lips? Or do you think it's going to be more like the new ones that are really good, where um, the guy who played Harry Osborn in the original Spider Man movies um, gets murdered by his favorite pet? I hope it's the first one. I hope it is too, because men kissing monkeys is very good. Very hot. That's sexy. We're for kissing monkeys. We're for kissing intelligent monkeys. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big. Hey, I'm Bryson, and this is Tangent Avenue. Oh, we're gonna do this show sometimes. Yeah, I think it's good to get into a habit of. And this in this show, we bring a new topic every week, spanning the incredibly broad to the incredibly niche, and we tell each other all about it for your beautiful, beautiful little ears. And you don't Uh, get to know my name, apparently. It's well, you're you're. So here's a fun (laughs) fact, Chaz. I'm looking at our intro right now, and you're supposed to introduce yourself. That's not my fucking Mm -hmm. job. My job is to make people laugh. Okay. Right. Okay. And your name? Your name, my yeah, guy? My your name? name? Your Just name? Tasman. Not that funny. Yeah. No. Not a funny name. That's fair. Yeah. So, Taz, what are you doing for your topic this week? You're trying to fake them out again. I and do I'm it, not about it every week. I know. I'm I will not for never. It, no. I've tricked you, you fucking idiots. Hmm. Yet I'm not, again. I'm not for it, man. My fool's fancy. I've done it. <laughs> Over and over, and succeeded a hundred times out of ten. We haven't even done a hundred episodes, let alone. That's why I said it's out of ten. We've done ten. <laughs> I'm I pretty sure this is the tenth. I think. This is either the, yeah, this is the tenth one. I think, or Edgeen is the first, the tenth one. I think it's this one because you did too. the first episode. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Got hey. good. Hey guys, double digits. Double digits, baby. We got yeah. double D's in this bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I call them, double D's. Hey, speaking of double D's, Taz. Yeah. When I told you last time what my topic was, I want you to give me a guess of what you think I'm doing a topic on. You said Little Green Men. Yeah, Little Green Men. Little Green Men. So tell yeah. me, is this, are we talking about like the Roswell incident? Are we talking like uh, just... Area 51 in general? Are we talking about a specific alien abduction, alien invasion? Are we talking about like an alien movie? What are we talking about? Um, none I've been of wondering that. this you for couldn't like be, all week. You couldn't be farther from the truth. What the fuck do you mean? We're talking about goblins. Um, Those little green boys who love to steal our little silver pieces and all fuck. of our good video games. Uh, it. My whole energy about this episode has changed. I'm so disappointed. You're gonna be so happy. I don't. Goblins know, are so horny. Horny? Yeah, I actually didn't look into the goblin sex stuff. Um, I could if you want me to. Yeah. Um, are we talking about like D and D goblins or like? Goblins oh yeah, we're talking. Like... Okay. All right. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about the, the way this episode has changed. So when I initially <laughs> said little green men, um. I was going to do goblins from Dungeons and Dragons, both the Forgotten Realms 
and Aberon, which are two different play settings you can play Dungeons and Dragons in. I also wanted to talk on the uh, World of Warcraft lore for goblins. Turns out, Forgotten Realms has enough fucking goblin lore to fill an episode. So we're just talking about that, and if you guys like this episode, I'll show you guys the, the World of Warcraft goblins and the uh, Aberon goblins. Though I don't think the Aberon goblins could fill a full episode. <laughs> How... Have you? I imagine you've played a World of Warcraft, but I've never seen or heard you talk about it. I've never gotten super into World of Warcraft. I've always wanted to. Okay. Um, I I played World of Warcraft off and on for like when I got my first computer. I think me and Aaron both played fun little dwarf boys. Which uh, Aaron? And, uh, f- He's who I got into it with too. Yeah, Wild. we should play World of Warcraft. We should. Yeah. Hey, Patreon goal. Patreon goal. We'll, we'll we'll play World of Warcraft just for ourselves. Yep. We won't stream it. Nope. Nothing. It's just one, me and one Taz subscriber just get World and of we'll Warcraft. play World of Warcraft. <laughs> 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 it doesn't take much to make us happy. <laughs> it really doesn't, honestly. You're not doing it for you guys. You're doing yeah, it. No. This just is to make us happy for us because you care about us. W- yeah, you care about us, right? Yeah. Right. Don't answer that. Right. I hit you because I love you. Yeah. And you make me so furious. So mad. Anyway. Hey, man. Do you remember when we got really into Drake Bell? Yes, I do. Yeah? <laughs> I think he came out with an album that? recently. Yeah. Do you remember when we got really fucking depressed when he broke his finger and was never going <laughs> to play guitar again? <laughs> yeah. That was wild. Uh, do you want some Drake Bell news? Yeah, dude. All right. Okay. Play Is the gonna little be on the tune podcast? that indicates Drake Bell news. I'll this figure out what the tune's craft. gonna be later. Just bitchcraft. <laughs> and I'm done with all you bitchcraft. No. So Drake Bell is no longer Drake Bell. Ooh. Drake changed his name and moved to Mexico. What the fuck? <laughs> And he's he's been there for a year, and what we're just now hearing about it. What fucking crime did he commit? <laughs> no one. No. Okay, no, he's a criminal. Okay, there's no fucking way that Drake Bell did this on his own back. Like he killed somebody. I think he killed Josh. I think no, he killed Josh, sense. and he replaced Josh with David Dobrik. So, apparently his music does really well in Mexico. So, he created a whole album in Spanish, mm-hmm. changed his name to Drink Campana, and <laughs> which is Spanish for Bell. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> and he's only writing and making music in Spanish now, and he only tweets in Spanish. Hey, good for him. What a weird fucking decision to make. <laughs> What a great idea to be like, hey, my music does really good in Mexico already when I've changed yeah. nothing. And I would yep. love to just, instead of expand, double the fuck down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yeah, he's he's a little Spanish pop star now. Hell, good for him. <laughs> good for him. <laughs> God damn. Well hey, done, remember Drake when he Bell. voiced Spider-Man on Disney Plus? I Disney remember that. XD? I yeah. honestly really liked it. Do you remember he when he really played Ben job. 10? He, no, what? Did he, I think he played Ben 10, didn't he? Did he no, really? he played Timmy Turner. No, he played oh, Timmy Turner in the okay. live action movie. Yeah, all right. That, <laughs> I was ben like, what? 10. 
Yeah. Not Ben no, Shapiro. Yeah. Ben- <laughs> Imagine Ben Shapiro has Ben 10. <laughs> now let's say, for instance, <laughs> I can't remember. I turn into Wild Beast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Tara Strong, for making you for you losing your job to Ben Shapiro. <laughs> so I, uh, fuck, what's his name? I always mix. This episode's uh, already so fucked. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, at least we're not reading pumpkin porn or Joe Biden porn or Donald That's Trump true. porn. Okay, I've mellowed down. We've gotten the, your we've complaints. gotten your emails. <laughs> we've gotten your emails. Not, there's so many. E- I've we're literally. I've tried deleting them all, and we still have uh-huh. a thousand. And yeah. you know, I get it. I get it. I understand. Okay. Mm-hmm. He gets Calm it. Calm down. Anyway, I'll read one next volume week. two. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll make sure I have one for the live show. Yeah. Um. Fuck. Oh yeah. Hey guys, we have a live show on December 4th. So like two days after this episode comes out at 10 PM Pacific time. I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast. We've just put stuff on social media. Yeah. But yeah, Um, we're doing it and we still don't, I don't know how we're doing it, but uh, Taz (laughs) promises we are. Yeah. Uh, and then if you can't make it, because, you know, it's 10 p.m. Pacific time, so that's 1 a.m. Eastern, and I don't know other time zones because I'm dumb. Figure but, it um, out. <laughs> Based on those uh, yeah. two time zones, you can guess. Yep. Um, and if you can't make it, I understand. It's pretty late. Uh, so we I will, will be, be furious, though. <laughs> we will be posting uh, the episode as the next week's uh, episode on December. Uh, fuck, I don't know. December 9th, I think. Yeah. I think that's the next week. Yeah. December yeah. 9th. It's on the 4th. Yep, December 9th. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then to end our year, we're doing a three-part special uh, with guests on each episode. So that's going to be fun. All the guests for me. Nothing's changing. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> that's right. You heard right. Bryson's just a guest. <laughs> just a guest, yep. Um, hey, anyways, we should probably get to our topic. What topic? Low Green Man? Goblin? Oh, yeah, Low Green Man. So, yeah, so this episode changed quite a lot, and this is because <laughs> Forgotten Realms is just chock full of very good, very good goblin lore. In fact, goblins, hobgoblins, and uh, bugbears are now my favorite thing in uh, Dungeons & Dragons these days. <laughs> Um, because of just how fucking nuts it gets. So most people in the Forgotten Realms consider Goblinoids, which is the racial group that those three races I mentioned earlier belong to. Uh, they believe Goblinoids to be nothing more than, like, monsters with animalistic minds and desires. In many right ways, they're right. Good job, Taz. We finished the episode, go ahead and play the outro. Let's take a drive down! (laughs) Alright. That's right, boys. I did not sing the, sing the intro. Who did sing the intro? <laughs> uh, it's uh, Homesick Entertainment. It's John DiMaggio, actually. John oh. DiMaggio did it. Okay. Sorry, I'm looking ben at the Shapiro. cast of Ben Hold 10. Nope. Ben Shapiro did it. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually not Sh- looking at the, the, the cast of Ben 10. I'm looking at the uh, cast of Generator Rex. What is that? It's a show... That aired in 2010 until 2013. 
about a global pandemic that turns people into alien-like creatures and diseases. Uh, and we've got one young boy named Generator Rex who has that same disease, but is fine. That's and fights cool. the fights the sick people. Hey, hold on. Uh-huh. It crossed over with it crossed over with Ben Ten, fun fact. God, you guys should beat your son more. This is a really good Kit Kat, hold on. Is it good? I think I've got Kit Kats. Uh, but I don't have a good I don't have a really big mug of milk, unfortunately. Um anyway. Hold on, I'm eating a Kit Kat. Alright. <laughs> you let me know when that that Kit Kat's done. It's How's a your week? flavored Kit Kat? Oh shit, can I try that? <laughs> yeah. That sounds good. Just I'll open wide, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Ah, holy shit, it's coming out of the microphone. That doesn't make sense. I'm wearing earphones. Well, who knows? Hey, I wonder if I could search up uh, Generator Rex Rule 34. No, don't do it. Okay. I'm just wondering if I can. Generator Rex R34. Hey, we are doing a podcast, right? Are we? I think we are. I don't think so. I don't How think was we're doing a podcast. It was good, man. Yeah. That's good, man. I'm go Do you want me to tell you about my week? <laughs> tell your wife to fuck off. You don't want to kick her? Tell her to fuck off. Okay. Keep this in. I swear to God, okay. keep this in. I'm sure they'll love hearing me, too. Yeah. God keep damn this it. This is such ASMR. a weirdly big Kit Kat. <laughs> Dude, same. I have a Kit Kat. Is this king sized <laughs> or what? <laughs> mm -hmm. Jesus well, And you're like, oh, I'm just going to eat I the ate full a miniature thing. one. <laughs> and now I'm on the king size. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's, let's, let's vibe. I'm going to look at I'm gonna look at Generator Rex Rule 34. Um, anyways, so yeah, that was a good Kit Kat. Um, Glad you liked it. Yeah, question for you. What's up? Are we about to go into ads yet? <laughs> Fuck, it feels like it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, sure, let's go into ads. <laughs> <laughs> Ten minutes in. <laughs> uh, but no, we're not going into ads, Taz. That's disappointing. Yeah. Ads can wait. I'm pretty sure I just ate a Kit Kat for like five minutes straight. You fucking did. <laughs> I can promise you you did. Um, <laughs> I'm a professional producer. <laughs> Hell yeah. Anyway, uh, a long time ago, our perce uh, perceptions of goblinoids would actually be that of a three distinct tribal species, all with their own distinct culture. Uh, that was until a god by the name of Maglubiet, uh, and I want you to say that, really germinate in it. Maglubiet. Nope, Maglub. Ma. Oh, Maglub. Yeah, Maglubiet. Maglubiet. It's fun to say. Alright. Yeah. Okay, have you got me Maglubiet? Very good. <laughs> Love to hear that. Yeah, it's, you told me it was strawberry flavored Maglub? Yep, yep. I got I, hey I got the joke. All right, okay. I got it. Right. Hey, you shouldn't tell jokes anymore. You shouldn't yeah, even try. <laughs> hey, remember when in the group chat we both sent two like we both sent jokes. My my first one nailed. Aaron laughed so hard. You sent yeah. two. Dead silent. 
And then I sent two more. Just make yep. sure. Yep. Cool. Just okay. to really enforce the science silence. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anyway, uh, Miglubiet, uh came and conquered all who stood before him. Uh, I'm sorry. What is there something funny about the name Maglubiet? Yeah, it gets funnier every time you say it. To it, be honest, it does. <laughs> you really got to get out every fucking syllable. Yeah, ma, ma, gloob, gloob, e, yet, no, yet, yet, yeti, Maglubiet. Our boy, Mr. M, came and conquered all who stood before him, uh, mortals and deities alike, and heroes who would bend to his knees, uh, bend to his will, uh, were broken and discarded. Uh, I'm going to quote from Volo's Guide to Monsters, which is where a lot of this information came from. He put his foot on the neck of mighty Kurgorbieg, <laughs> bound the will of intractable Krugek, <laughs> and forced sadistic Namagaya to fall in line. What the fuck? Don't know who those people are, uh, but they do sound impressive. <laughs> um, on a surface level, uh, you would pretty much fail to see anything that links goblinoids to each other. Goblins are small green boys who lash out at any moving thing they think they can fight. Hobgoblins are a race that seems built for war in all of its glory, uh, almost regal in their bearing. Uh, and seemingly the most alien of the goblinoid races uh, we have are bugbears. And they are nightmare. they feature as nightmarish tales told around campfires of many races, great hairy beasts that wait in the shadow of their prey. Taz, um, we have a little bit of experience with bugbears, huh? Oh boy. Yeah. Do we? Oh no. Talk about it a little bit. No, I. Seems like you need to get something out. I'm traumatized. I'd rather not. That's just. Do you want, all right. This episode's over. Okay. All right. And we got to finish American Dragon, Jake Long, for a three-part episode <laughs> Wait, about what? it. How did we get into American <laughs> Dragon? It's a three-part episode, man. All right. Do we yeah. cut it in half at the the style changes, or? No, it's it's three parts. How do you cut three parts in half? By, well, I'm just saying. I'm the just saying, second like, episode is just cut in half. No, like, like, um, Continue. the show. The All show right, has fine. the show has two distinct halves. Yeah. The original art style that showed a westernized dragon, mm-hmm. and the art style changed that showed an eastern in, in uh, influenced dragon design. So I would assume mm-hmm. that we would cut it in half there. And talk about the change on the, in the middle of the third episode, uh, the second episode. Okay. So now that I've explained myself, you're wrong. <laughs> and you can quite literally lick my asshole. Look, man, all I'm saying is that we need to finish this episode so we can finish American Dragon. Okay, Ball. fine. We're going to go ahead and talk about these fellas one by one. Okay, we're going to start with <laughs> Goblins. Okay, my good little green boys, we're going to start with them. Do you like that? Sure, yeah. Okay, cool. Alright. Fuck. Me. Goblins are very aware of how weak and unsophisticated they are. Uh, They're very aware that any bigger, stronger, or more organized magical creature could really just do whatever they want to them. And if you could categorize what goblins know particularly well, it's their placement in the food chain. While this means that they know how weak they are and how likely they are to be dominated by a hot top, this also means that they will be the first to lash out at 
anything they find to be even maybe on the same level or lower than them. This lashing out is not completely mindless. Uh, for all the lack of intelligence goblins have, they are fiercely cunning creatures. If you play your goblins right, um, their goal should be to trap and enslave their prey, and they should flee at the sign of opposition seeming too daunting. Uh, if you want a really good goblin encounter uh, when you're playing, you need to understand how trap works. They should employ pit traps, snares, or anything else you can think of that will capture or maim rather than kill. Hey, hey Taz. Yeah. Remember when I said that I don't know who those three people I mentioned a bit ago are? You lied to me, didn't you? I lied, you fucking fool. You son of a bitch. You fucking idiot. You fucking doofus. You fucking dumb shit ass out. Get fucked, nerd. Here's a legend about my boy, Kagurarayoye. <laughs> Goblins. Goblins had many gods, uh, but the one who survived Maglubiet's ascendancy is cruel Gehurgurbeg, <laughs> known as the Overseer. This boy drives his worshippers to the masters of others. Only by wielding the whip can they hope to escape. Uh, only by wielding the whip can they hope to escape its lash. K Dog sometimes makes his presence or his Hold desires. On. Hold on. Huh? Yep. K Dog. Yep. K Dog. Is that like his rapper name? Yep. Uh, yeah. Is uh, yep. Uh, Low K Dog. That's what they call him. Okay. All right. So yep. mid roll ad, we got to play his song. Okay, cool. Okay. You know what that means? Uh-huh. We have to make it. Uh, so that's another 60 bucks. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> shit. Okay. So this episode's going to be late. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, cool. Right. So, um... Yeah, that's just really beatbox for me, or like... K-Dog sometimes makes his presence uh, or his desires known through wrathful signs, like, uh, and magical blessings. The crap of a whip without a visible source, chains or ropes that move of their own accord, or a glowing cage that appears to trap foes or those who displease him. Uh, Worshippers of K-Dog are sometimes overtaken by a sudden onset of depression, uh, which they take as a sign that they have somehow displeased their god. Uh, when they rouse themselves from this uh, despondency, they take up the master's whip with renewal, zeal, and seek out more creatures on upon which they can wield it. Old K-Money's holy symbol uh, is a yellow and red striped whip made of leather. Uh, this mark of his authority is used by its wielder against goblins of lower caste as well as on slaves and enemies. The knowledge of how to make such a whip is enough to elevate a goblin to the master caste of lashers. Often the secret is guarded by one family in a tribe which enjoys prestige and influence because it controls the supply of whips. Yeah. So they have their own bad dragon. No. Uh, oh. Bad dragon doesn't sell whips as far they as should. I know. It'll be good. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Uh, I've already told you this, but for everybody else, uh -huh. I was honestly going to cool, I'm going to zone out. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to zone out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tried to order Bryson a bad dragon flashlight. <laughs> you have not told me this. I haven't. <laughs> you haven't. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> Fuck, I, zone, I was zoning out, then I heard Order Bryce in a flashlight. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I tried to order a Bad Dragon flashlight, but they're not accepting new customers right now because I'm so overwhelmed from orders. Dude, and I gotta a- say, I, 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 think, I think we're to blame for that. I think it's because we released an episode about yeah, them. It really and is. We just forwarded so much traffic. Oh, wait, I want to know what sex toy company keeps a fucking registry of regular customers like a goddamn <laughs> doctor. Like, look, man, I'm just, I'm just telling you what. The oh yeah, let me check me. out your dong record, ma'am. <laughs> your dong record. Uh, All right, they have I still not want sponsored to be sponsored. Us yet, and yeah, and sad. they should. <laughs> they should. We'll talk about them every episode if they sponsor us. We really will. I mean, Absolutely. I think we'll talk about them regardless. But we'll talk about them better. Yeah, <laughs> and I won't. I won't make comments. We'll do it here. for free if they start selling a Tangent Avenue. <laughs> Damn straight, baby. Tell <laughs> 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 all those female listeners. Yeah, all like twenty percent of our listeners. <laughs> Hell yeah, and we love all of them, and we wish there were more. We do. This is an equal opportunity. Actually, podcast. I think it's forty percent. We talk about fleshlights and dildos alike. Yeah. Aaron Anyways. is the 40%, right? Well, I think it is Aaron. 40%. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I think we have 40% female, 5% unspecified, and 50% male or something like that. It's, it's honestly pretty even, surprisingly. Wow, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, me too. Um, if all the unspecified could identify as female for me, just to really get that 50-50 split, I would love that. <laughs> Hey, uh, change your gender to make yeah. me happy. If you could. <laughs> That's such a fucking white man thing to say. And and yet, I'm alright with it. <laughs> okay. Alright. Cool. You cool. want to talk about how weird it is that goblins have a caste system? A caste system? A caste system. They have four distinct classes. Um... And it is bizarre to me that the lowest of the low, the fucking goblin who live in fucking shit huts, um, decide that we need to define which of us is the best and which is the worst. <laughs> and that's fucking good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So Look, the lashers. Man, yeah, capitalism well, isn't just for humans. This is feudalism, my guy. That's fair. But I'm goblins. Are very greedy though. Wow. Do they share with each other? I don't think so. It doesn't. Listen, it doesn't say if they watch Sesame Street. <laughs> Why and not? Learned the value. They would love it. They would. They would Especially, love Grover. Yeah. <laughs> they would love Grover and that say. good trash man. Anyway. Yeah. So the highest level of this four-tiered caste system is called Lasher. It's the closest thing that goblin tribes have to nobility. Um, Families of goblins train in the way of battle and also possess key skills such as strategy, trap building, beast taming, mining, smelting, forging, and religion. Uh, If a tribe has any spellcasters, this cast will include them. Uh, They follow the lead of the tribe's boss and enforce their will on goblins with whips. Hot. I know, right? Oh, God. I would love to meet a lasher. Mm-hmm. Anyway, hunters. 
are families of goblins that are skilled in the use of weapons, but not privy to any other special knowledge. Uh, they're the second highest status in the tribes. They often uh, are the best wolf riders uh, and know the most about the territory farthest from the tribe's lair. Uh, these individuals uh, hunt game in peaceful times, and in combat they serve as scouts, foot soldiers, and cavalry. And I think, realizing that, I've over kind of fucked up in the way I've developed uh, this episode. I haven't talked about the thing that goblins are most well-known for, and yet I would say D&D groups do the least amount. Which is to say, goblinoids as a whole are considered a conquering host. At any given moment, Maglubiet takes the three races and binds them into one people to exact his revenge on all other gods. They become this massive army that we'll talk about more at the end of the episode that just travels and decimates and um, subjugates people from uh, their gods and governments. And basically, it's just an army. It's an occupying army that, if, if run well, could operate for generations. Yeah. Well, if there's one lesson to take away from this episode... Is that there's power in numbers. Yeah. And overthrow your governments. Damn, damn straight. And that's what goblins are all about. Yeah. So, uh, gatherers are uh, families in the second lowest caste are responsible for getting uh, food from the surrounding area, uh, taking what's naturally available or stealing what they can. They do a little amount of farming of which goblins are capable and uh, charged with checking uh, traps for captured people or beasts. Gatherers aren't usually armed with weapons more deadly than a sling or a knife, but they frequently carry nets, caltrops, lassos, and nooses on poles for controlling captured creatures. Uh, they cook for the tribe, and in times of war, they're responsible for making poison. Gatherers and the pariahs beneath them, which is the lowest class, uh, greatly fear for their lives in battle, believing that the lashers and the hunters have special knowledge on how to survive. Uh, it is the members of the lowest caste that give goblins their reputation of cowardice. Hmm. Yeah. Want to talk about the lowest goblin class? The uh, pariahs? Yeah. Yeah, they're the lowest of the low, uh, composed of the most dim-witted, least educated, and weakest goblins. They get the worst. Need to call me out like that. Yeah, pariah. They get the worst jobs: mucking out animal pens, cleaning up after other goblins, doing any hard labor such as digging mines. Uh, If goblin tribe had slaves to do some of this work, the pariah families enjoy the opportunity to supervise and dominate such creatures which have no status at all. So, similar to capitalism, Mm -hmm. the moment you're given power power over somebody else, you're suddenly cool with the system. Yeah, of course. That's the way it goes. Yeah. Pariahs fucking love it. Yeah. Even though they're um, shit muckers. The best. (sighs) Love this. I love love uh our country and everything it stands for same do you want to talk about booyogs yeah i'd rather talk about that definitely yeah 
Booyogs are the spell casters of, of goblins. They're super well and typically lack the intelligence and patience needed to learn and practice wizardry. Uh, and they fare poorly even when given access to the necessary knowledge and training. Sorcerers are less prevalent among them than any of the other races. Uh, and our boy K-Money seems to dislike sharing his divine power with his followers. Okay. Um, yeah, so many goblins would readily offer anything to have the abilities of a warlock, but the patrons that offer that kind of power don't really give a fuck about goblins <laughs> because they don't I mean, think they're would? likely to hold up the end of the bargain. Of course. Yeah. So, uh, even when a goblin is born with the ability to become a spellcaster, the knowledge and talent necessary to carry on the tradition rarely persist for more than a couple of generations. Mm -hmm. uh, they have so little experience with magic, goblins make no distinction between its form. Uh, to them, all magic is called booyog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the word is part of the name they give to any of its practitioners. A goblin will access booyog to become a member of the Lashers and can often rise above to the role of the boss. That's such um, a good name, though. Booyog. There are, oh, I know, right? There are, th are a couple different types of booyogs, and I want to I go over them. Okay. So, we've got the booyog caster. Goblin lived under a hobgoblin wizard, stole a look at its master's spellbook, and learning a little wizardry by aping the gestures and words it's remembered. The goblin can cast randomly determined first-level wizard spell once per day uh, with intelligence as its casting ability. Oh, that's good. So they just fucking pretend and yep. it happens. <laughs> then we've got the Bulog Wielder. The Bulog Wielder is one of my favorites because it's basically if a baby found a gun. <laughs> <laughs> the goblin found a magical item. This could be a necklace of fireballs, circlet of blasting or the like, uh, and learned how to use it. Okay. And they just throw balls of fire at people and they just love that. <laughs> then we've got the Booyog Whip. That's our police force, man. What, the Booyog Whip? Or? No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Wielder, I see. Yeah. Great social commentary. Thank um, you. K-Money uh, apparently saw fit to gift this goblin with powers that enable them to dominate others. The goblin has a D3, uh, other goblins, that slavishly obey its orders. So basically what I'm getting is ABAB. All the are, are bastards. bastards. I like it. <laughs> ABAB. That's what I'm getting. Yeah, ABAB. Yeah. Uh, the Booyog Slave. Uh, this goblin warlock serves a patron who can extract payment in flesh if the goblin doesn't do as promised. Oh. <laughs> okay. Often this yeah, often this patron is a coven of hags, um, serving as the tribe's boss, a fiend that has made its way into the world, or an undying lord such as a lich or a vampire. So basically oh. anything that has great enough power to be the patron of a warlock, but is still on the material plane. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's Booyog Slaves. Um, and then <laughs> okay. we've got the best one, simply called... Booyog, booyog, booyog. <laughs> <laughs> booyog, that's cool. Yeah, this goblin is a sorcerer with the wild magic origin, whose every casting, uh, including cantrums, is accompanied by a wild magic surge. 
use the mage stat block in the dungeons and the monster manual to represent this goblin, adding dark vision and nimble escape uh, traits common to all goblins. <laughs> booyag, booyag, booyag. <laughs> booyag, 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 man. I love it so much. It's so good. So, yeah. So now let's talk about goblin layers. Okay. Goblins build their layers in shrouded valleys, spooky forests, and caves with tunnels beneath the surface of the world. I thought you were saying, like, goblins are like onions. Okay, cool. So I'm done with this episode. Um, That's cool. The moment we hit a fucking Shrek thing, I'm just (laughs) checked out, really. Okay, send me your script. I'll finish it. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Fucking hell. You really know how to just ruin it, don't you? Yeah, man. I got you. Yeah, cool. I'll make um, you sad at least once per episode. <laughs> yeah, and you really manage it, don't you? Yeah. You're really good at it. I'm good at it, man. Uh, Yeah, cool. Um, fuck. I just don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, being capable miners, crafters, they often seek to settle in places with ample supplies and resources they can use to create the necessary weapons and tools. Uh, while goblins don't always build their layers underground, their layers will almost always expand underground. Uh, they build defensible, narrow tunnels that they either live in or use to travel through their lair. While these layers probably seem somewhat difficult to find given how underground they are, there are a couple of telltale ways that you know you're within goblin territory. Uh, packs of wolves will often ally with goblins and serve as a perimeter guard without giving the game away. Uh, and goblin hunters will often build small outposts in tall trees or high rocky outcrops so they can view the terrain unseen. Okay. And that's basically what I build Kaj off of. I love Kaj. Kaj is so good. Kaj is my D&D character, um, who's a, who's a Echo Knight fighter, and he's just a real piece of shit to to dm for because he's so strong yeah i hated yeah. it i hated every minute of it yep but i also and loved I, him and he's coming back whenever you decide to run rhyme of the frost maiden it's <laughs> i'm so excited for that uh i know that module same i'm excited for you to come back to for D at all so i <laughs> know i'm sorry you should be. Obvious paths like trails, rivers, or valleys are often uh, retrofitted into ambush points filled with net traps, snares, or hidden pit traps. Uh, as you get closer to the lair, it quickly becomes apparent where they are. Uh, the telltale sign of goblin layers are goblins working and goblins standing guard while they see the other goblins working. This wildly depends on where they are, of course. If the lair is a mine, you might see a furnace or a forge in the vicinity, uh, and if it's a forest, you might see a lumber yard. And Taz? Yeah? Before we get to my favorite and final part of goblin culture, we're going to talk a little bit about how uh, about how goblins would operate within the Conquering Host. Okay. Um, one of the first steps that hobgoblins take when, they, uh, when a tribe of goblins join the host uh, is to train the gatherers and the pariahs as soldiers, effectively elevating those goblins' status to that of hunters and reducing the number of casts in the host to two. Uh, leaders and religious feature, uh, figures of the tribe still maintain some of their authority, but the lowliest of hobgoblin or bugbear can give an order to a goblin chief. Uh, and the chief must either leap to obey it himself, 
uh, or as often as the case, immediately yell orders to the goblins to do it. The goblins that are conscripted into a host resign themselves to their fate, um, which could well be be to have their souls claimed by Maglubiet for an eternal war in Acheron, which we'll talk about a little more later. Okay. Thus reconciled to become humorless and show no pity, uh, toward whatever meager victim falls under their dominion. Usually enslaved laborers or monsters that are pressed into service as battle beasts. They also uh, work as scouts, um, sappers during sieges, and skirmishers on the battlefront. So these are like the, their tools when they're working within the host. Um, everybody else has power over a goblin. I want power over a goblin. You did. That's true. <laughs> And you left. Yeah. Yeah. You know another thing goblins will do? What? They'll jump on the heads of a hydra. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of the auxiliary units you might see in a host is a hydra with goblins riding on each head that direct the beast by controlling the view of its blinkered eyes. That's so fucking cool. Right? <laughs> I love that Why so have much. we never fought one? Like, <laughs> I don't... We... Hold on. That's I'm all we're by. fighting we're playing now. D&D tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I'm, uh, I gotta... <laughs> for planning an encounter, we gotta end this episode. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, hey, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, now we're gonna talk about my favorite thing about goblins, and then we'll go to the ad. Okay. We're going to talk about a nilbog. What's that? A nilbog, which is goblin spelled backward, um, is basically a goblin possessed by the spirit of a mischievous prankster god. Uh, okay. Even uh, though... Sounds like a goblin, but all right. <laughs> uh, even though goblins dwell at the bottom of the hierarchy in a goblinoid ho- host... The threat of a nilbog appearing in their rakes keeps the bugbears and hobgoblins from inflicting too much cruelty upon their lessers. Uh, a nilbog doesn't use its abilities indiscriminately. One can be placated if it's provided with comfortable quarters, good food, and free reign to do as it wishes, in which case it holds its powers at bay. Hobgoblins have learned how to guard against the appearance of a nilbog. The crudest and most obnoxious goblin in the host is given the title of Jester. This goblin lounges in a hobgoblin's warlord's command center, uh, free to behave as it wishes without risking the punishment or rebuke. So they're just tricky little fucks. I love them. He, they're so good. And you know what's wild about how like how much they're talked up to be so powerful and hmm. feared throughout war camps? Their ca- their challenge rating one. <laughs> Do you want to know how much health a nilbog has? How much? Seven hit points. Oh my god! What makes them difficult to kill um, is they have this ability called reversal of fortune. Okay. In response to another creature dealing damage to the Nilbog, the Nilbog reduces that damage to zero and regains 1d6 hit points. How often can they use that? It's a reaction that they can use as much as they want. I hate it. Yep. Now, keep in mind, that sounds scary, right? But really, you just need to have two people fighting it. Yeah. (laughs) Because you can only use one reaction. Yeah, so... 
why do people give a fuck about Nilbox? I'm mad at the people who wrote this book because they could have made the most powerful d goblin ever, and they gave it nine. They gave it seven hit points. You could bump it up to twelve if you wanted to give a max, because technically the hit die is two d six. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Fuck. That's that's wasted opportunity. That's it really pisses is. me off, man. Yeah. You know, it has a fucking level one spell that I can do once a day, and it's just confusion. Oh my god. Yeah. Hey, you know what doesn't confuse me? I, I don't. Yeah, me neither. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Ads. Hey, Dice Goblins. What? Where are the goblins? Everywhere. They're listening to us right now. They're in our ears. Don't take my wax. Please. It's so precious to me to have the wax. Okay, wax goblin, dice goblins, whatever you need. You guys can visit thetabletopgameshop.com and use the code TANGENT to get 10% off your purchase for all the tabletop RPG games that you need. Oh, I love dice. Give me some of that. Changing from wax goblin to dice goblin? I, I'm both. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a goblin of many stripes. Okay. Any goblin of many stripes? You can, you can be a cup goblin, get some cool cups on that website. Again, that's code TANGENT, T-A-N-G-E-N-T, to get 10% off your purchase. <laughs> Sounds good. Hi, I would like a communist president, please. Yep, please. I would love please a communist you. president. Uh -huh. Oh my god, yes. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, so and the funniest thing about that review that we just read. So this isn't a review for our podcast, but we're booked on a mid-roll ad for um, another podcast. And somebody left a one-star review on there. So hey, if you're finding this podcast from that podcast and you've seen that review, you'll know what I'm talking about. But they said, uh, stupid Democrat, why... Uh, Sorry, stop talking bad about Trump. He is a good president. Why even say the name Bernie Sanders? Who wants a president, uh, a communist president? And this podcast does. This yeah. podcast wholeheartedly. This podcast specifically wants a communist president while and Bernie also Sanders knowing is that Bernie Sanders is not a communist. <laughs> <laughs> like, not only can we distinguish what a communist is, but God, we want one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh hey. my gosh. Yeah, people what a good time. Are dumb. Yeah. Anyway, do we have any uh, uh, questions? Oh. Or? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> shit, shit, shit. <laughs> um. <laughs> God, you suck. Yeah, man. I'm suck. not prepared tonight. <laughs> Fucking hard, dude. Uh, God, you had three extra hours to prepare yeah. for this, and you just didn't, huh? I did not, man. Yeah, that's sorry. Fair. I know it must just suck to be you, though. Yeah. To know that you're really bringing us down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Where the fuck is it? Is it? <laughs> I'm not. Shit, shit, shit. Is it in reviews? Q and A. No there Q and A. Fucking, I hate the way you do shit. <laughs> This is all fucking his fault, by the way. <laughs> Alright, you want to just tackle the rest of these? 
you so go first, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and cover the the first two together because they're kind of the same. Okay. Um, this comes from my good friend and writing partner Connor, who uh, doesn't listen to his podcasts. Yeah, and he doesn't. I, and I don't know why we're entertaining this, but I don't know either. Uh, what's a topic you'd like to cover in the future, or alter- uh, alternatively, what's a topic you w- you want to cover but won't for whatever reason? So, let's start with you, Taz. Uh, so a topic that I want to cover. Fuck, man, I have a lot of uh, topics written down that I want to cover and will cover. Uh, so and I figured I like out on keep- the day. So yeah. <laughs> I like to keep them surprises as much as possible, so mm-hmm. I I won't go into that too much. But uh, alternative, well, alternatively, a topic that I don't want to talk, I want to, but will not talk about, would probably be your sex hmm, life. No, I don't. I wouldn't want to talk about that. Okay. Um, and I won't talk about that. Maddie's sex life. <laughs> it's the same thing, but all right. <laughs> You think. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe like the Roswell incident. Um, you don't think you would talk about that? or I don't. I might talk about it in passing, but it's not a topic that I'd do a full episode on, I don't think. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because of how talked about it is. And everybody knows what it is and everything. Um, Surprisingly, I don't know shit about it. Really? Yeah. Uh, never mind. I'm going to have to do an episode on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't fucking know. I got nothing. What's yours? Yeah. Uh, so a topic that I'd love to do. I'd love to cover more D&D stuff. I love Dungeons & Dragons so much. And honestly, for the first couple of weeks of 2021, you're probably going to get a whole bunch of D&D lore drip, <laughs> dripping down on your heads from my lovely, lovely bones. Um, <laughs> a topic I, I, I'd love to cover but won't cover um, is probably D.B. Cooper. Um, I love D.B. Cooper, and he's one of my favorite weird mysteries uh, of the world. But there are so many other podcasts who have done so much better with that topic. Uh, if I wanted to sp- specifically tell you, if you want a D.B. Cooper episode, go check out Do Go On. They do a great episode on D.B. Cooper where they talk about how fucking hot he was. Um, <laughs> and that's great. Fuck. Yeah. That reminds me. I Terrorists can't wait to talk cool. about Rasputin uh-huh. for that reason. Rasputin? Why? Because he's hot? Yeah, man. They talk yeah, man. a lot about, like, it's very well known how big his dong was. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah. All right. Huge, huge dong boy. Yeah, and he's actually not that attractive, like, by today's standards, but, but, you know, whatever. Big dick! Big dick. Big dog. Big old dick. Big old cock! Okay. <sighs> Alright, uh, so apparently you guys have seen each other's butt crack, or at least one of you. Was it shocking the first time, like, seeing Bigfoot, but now it's like, oh, ass crack. And that's that's by Russell. He's, um, he is actually another podcaster, so nice oh. to have some support from there love to hear that thank you so much russell um who's seen whose ass crack because i would guess both of us have seen each other's ass crack yeah um it was more like seeing a friend's deep dark secret and it is a deep well guarded secret it is a yeah well guarded hey could you expand on that metaphor for me (laughs) well guarded yes 
what's it guarded by in this instance in this fun little conundrum <laughs> a bad dragon butt plug hell yeah baby up top <laughs> sponsor this episode bad dragon <laughs> Go to Bad Dragon slash Tangent Avenue to get 20% off your first teeny weeny. <laughs> your first teeny weeny. 20% off on a teeny weeny is fucking wasted. <laughs> cool. Two pennies I can rub together. Fucking... Oh, yeah. oh boy. Bug. All right. All Let's right. talk about bugbears. Okay. Tell me about those bugs of bear. If I had to describe a bugbear with one word, that word would be vibin. What? <laughs> Can you elaborate? I Well, that's what this episode's about. Alright, good. Because <laughs> I so, wouldn't want to leave it there and just move fuck, on what to if the I next did? topic. What if I did, though? So, bugbears are Bugbears vibin. vibin. Anyway, and hobgoblins. Hobgoblins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Oh yeah, yeah. So, hey, we need more Q&A questions. So Yeah, just, we just um, ran out. We're yeah, done, um, so. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you guys can message us on Twitter, tweet at us. Uh, Give us a tweet. Post it in the group. Um, fucking email us, you know. Write it on a piece of paper, roll that piece of paper up, shove it up your ass, we'll get it. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bugbears? Yeah, so... When bugbears aren't killing people, uh, they spend most of their time resting and dozing off. Okay. Uh, they don't engage in crafting or agriculture to any extent, uh, or otherwise produce anything of value. They bully weaker creatures into doing their bidding so they can take it easy. Uh, oh, vibin'. <laughs> big vibin', <laughs> I get it dude. now. <laughs> they are sleepy, sleepy boys, and there's good reason for that. Yeah. Hot, uh, my boys, the good old fashioned, good, good, good bugbears. They have two gods other than Maglubiet. Those gods are Hrogek. <laughs> That's a good one, right? Hrogek. I, I just love hearing you say these names, man. I know. I love it too. Um, and Gronkul. Okay. And I want to point something out. So, one of my favorite things to do when I'm writing these episodes, just because it gives me a little joy. Um, is I'll use the um, talk to text function on yeah. uh, uh, Google Words um, and Google Words. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> when I said their names into that, it was drug addict and this and the grand cool. <laughs> How fucking uh, good drug is that? Addict, I love. Yeah. It. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, the drug addict um, is the elder sibling uh, who possesses... Yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh, boy, aren't they all? Ah, <laughs> uh, family. Uh. Anyway. <laughs> uh, he possesses legendary might and prowess in battle. Uh, this is where bugbears believe they derive their strength and bravery, whereas the younger brother, the Grand Cool, um, <laughs> uh, uh, ever gifted the bugbears with stealth, uh, okay. but in return, sapped vitality from the bugbears so he can be ever watchful over the elder drug addict. Uh, <laughs> 
the the <laughs> gods were of course uh, still brought to heal by Maglubiet, but bugbears still follow these gods. There are no priests, clerics, or churches for uh, the drug addict uh, and and uh, the grand cool alike, because the mere act of bullying, murder, and engaging in battle are holy enough. <laughs> yeah, it, it's said that garroting an unsuspecting victim and defeating foes in battles are acts of worship on par with some religious forms of fasting. Okay. Yeah. Um, so b- another thing bugbears will do in terms of like some rituals, cause they don't do a lot, but some of the ones they do do, ah, do do <laughs> classic. Hey, you <laughs> uh, is, out. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, is they will cut off the heads of enemies, uh, and they will cut the eyelids off of those enemies and keep the mouth open and put the heads on spikes around their den. Okay. Yeah, and this is uh, uh, a, a, a ritual to the drug addict. Of course. Um, yeah. Or hrugek, if you prefer. Eyes have to be peeled open, I get it. Yep, yeah, th- those eyes, the eyes peeling open is actually for the Grand Cool. Um, oh. <laughs> who wants them to be open because it signifies his ever-watchfulness. Because of that... Uh, because he saps the vitality from bugbears, he never sleeps, and he's always alert. Okay. Yeah. So he's the drug addict. Oh, he is the Grant Cool. <laughs> he does Molly. <laughs> 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 There's this funny oh uh, excerpt in Volo's Guide to Monsters from a, a wizard by the name of Elminster. Okay. Uh, and basically it says one useful trick uh, if you're facing br- uh, bugbears who have severed head on spikes as trophies is cast a spell to make the heads speak. After that, you can cause them to do anything <laughs> because they believe if a head is speaking, that is either the drug addict or the grand cool um, oh. speaking to them. That's pretty and smart. And I will, I will use that if yeah, someone gives absolutely. me a good, a good thing. Hey, yeah. look, Anthony's reminding us that he has his home game. Cool. <laughs> One second, I'm just going to quickly call him an asshole. Alright. Fuck you. You piece of... Fuck. Piece of fucking dog shit. Cool. Okay. Um, Do you want to rant about him on the podcast real quick? (laughs) No. Well, he doesn't listen. Who cares? Yeah, he's a real (laughs) sack of shit. (laughs) This guy sucks, and that's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Love him. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> there is one god other than the two uh, murder brothers uh, and Maglubiet uh, that bugbears do pay deference to. Um, okay. And that's name is Skigaret. Love it. He's basically the bugbear equivalent of a boogeyman. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, he is as hateful and terrorizing to bugbears as bugbears are to normal people. His name is never spoken, only ever whispered, if necessary. And his presence is most well felt when bugbears are forced into an act of cowardice. If they feel they're in mortal danger, they are overcome with a kind of madness that will cause them to do anything in order to stay alive. This includes fleeing. Now this might seem to be on par with like committing a great sin. Like, you know, and you'll be shunned for it. Um, but... You know, like all beasts of war and terror, bugbears are more understanding uh, than real-life religion. Uh, they don't dwell on things that are 
uh, done in the presence of Skigaret. Uh, and in the book, it says that this is the case so they don't call him back, potentially. But I like to think it's just a family trying not to be dicks, you know? Yeah. They just don't want to be judgmental. You weren't at your best. Who, you know, who of us are, you know? Yeah. And I think that's real beautiful. That is beautiful. But you yeah. know what? Fuck bugbears. That's fair. But we're not yeah. done with bugbears, Taz. Fuck. Okay. Do you want to know? Do you want to know what bugbears do a lot? Do what, they fuck? What their society is like? No, they don't. That's actually interesting that you say that, Taz. They don't <laughs> fuck. Wait, what? How they, do they don't fuck. They're not fertile at all. What? <laughs> They they're fertile somewhat, I guess I should say, but they're <laughs> they're an incredibly small and rare population. Really? Um, yeah, they are. Uh, overall population is spread over in a small group over a wide area, and they operate and live in family groups that tend to operate like gangs. Okay. Um, they tend to never number below a dozen bugbears, which will consist of siblings, their mates, and uh, any ch- children or elders uh, within their group. Hmm. Yeah, so they don't fuck. Just bloods and crips. They, they just bloods and crips. Um, they uh, are bugbears are really similar to wolf packs. Um, they reside in small enclosures like natural caves or uh, an old bear den. Um, okay. And left to their own devices, bugbears will subsist crafting simple tools, hunting and gathering food, and on occasion peacefully meet with other gangs to exchange members. So, and and their, their, uh, the world's reaction to a bugbear will be little to none, assuming there isn't a host called. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, The last thing I want to talk about with bugbears, because I think it's fucking beautiful, um, is when they're in a host, bugbears will often be indoctrinated into special forces. And it's called the Bugbear Special Forces. (laughs) (laughs) We need a a fucking Cartoon Network show called that about bugbears. We really do. Kind of like We Bear Bears. I yeah, like but show. uh but bugbear special forces yeah. where they extrajudicially kill random members of society. Okay, maybe adult swim, I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll have Eric Andre in it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um So there um, are three different special forces. There are thugs, bulwarks, and the simply named murderers. <laughs> Which would you like to hear about? Um, you know, Let's go right into it. Murderers. Hell yeah. Bugbears that are gifted in stealth are often sent out to kill enemy sentries and thus clear the way for others to penetrate the foe's defense. Murderers carry many javelins with them, which they throw from hiding and wield in melee, and they also carry garrots to cut off the sounds of screaming. Real funny to imagine bugbears sneaking. They are really stealthy. Wild. Yeah. That is one of the gifts that they were given to by their god, the Grand Cool. <laughs> Grandmaster Coolio. After that, we'll go ahead and talk about thugs. Okay. Uh, bugbears that um, serve as thugs have more hruguk than Grand Cool in them. Uh, <laughs> they they leap in amongst massed foes and make wide whirling swings with their weapons to create openings in enemy enemy formations. So they just fucking rush in and and murk. Hell yeah! Yeah. And then we've got bulwarks. 
The wild attack of a group of thugs is often followed by a charge of one or more bulwarks. A bugbear bulwark wears, uh, carries a spiked shield into battle that it uses to plow, bashing aside whatever it encounters. So hmm. you might notice from this that these three distinct factions of the bugbear special forces, um, these aren't just m- marauders. These are, this is a distinct army. Yeah. Um, and uh, an intelligently built one at that. And that's where we get to our final and most interesting of the goblinoid races, the hobgoblins. Do they have a special forces? Um, they've got a ranking system um, for their status and tiles. Would you like me to go over that? No. Uh, okay, cool. Episode done then. That's all there cool. was. All right, all right. Um, cool. Cool. Hobgoblins uh, hold themselves to a, a high standard Wait, no. of millet. What? You said we were done. Okay, I'm cool with being done. I'm just going to talk by myself for a bit. I'm still going to be recording, though. Um, So uh, I'll just say this to the the listeners, then. Um, Hobgoblins hold themselves to a high standard of military honor. The race has a long history of shared traditions, recorded and retold to keep knowledge fresh for new generations. Uh, when hobgoblins aren't waging war, they farm, they build, and they practice both martial and arcane arts. Um, it's a very civil society uh, and does little to conceal an, un- uh, an underlying brutality that hobgoblins practice on each other and perfect upon other races. Um, punishments or infractions to hobgoblin law are swift and merciless. Uh and beauty is something hobgoblins associate only with images of conflict and warfare. And here's my favorite thing, Taz. Taz, are you still there? Okay, cool. My favorite thing about hobgoblins is you want to know one of the major ways they determine um, who's a good hobgoblin and who's a bad one? Dick size. Nose color. Wait, what? Straight up. Hobgoblins <laughs> I was closer are sometimes... than I thought I would be. <laughs> you were. Hobgoblins are sometimes born with bright red or blue noses. This attribute is thought to be a sign of potency and potential. Uh, Blue and red-nosed hobgoblins receive preferential treatment, and as a result, they occupy most of the leadership traditions in hobgoblin society. Uh, The noses of all hobgoblins become more colorful colorful when they're uh, enraged or excited, much like our cheeks can flush with emotions. And I love that little bit of detail. (laughs) That's interesting. I always, yeah, because... I always love when there's a little biological reaction to um, something and that's uncommon in humans. Yeah. 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 There's also blue nose and red nose pit bulls, so that's an interesting choice on their part, too. I wonder if they're pit bull-esque. Maybe. Would you, would you prefer a blue nose or red nose pit bull to lead an army? Blue nose. Okay. Because that's what Azzy is. Uh, Azzy sucks, though. No. He's the best and I know boy. he listens. <laughs> yeah, as he specifically... This is the only podcast yeah. he listens to. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, hobgoblins... Uh, all, each Hobgoblin Legion uh, has a distinct code of honor and law that they might follow. Uh, but there are general precepts uh, that are the heart of the Hobgoblin honor system. 
Um, this will include following orders, uh, carrying out orders without questions critical on a battlefield, and hobgoblins follow this dictum uh, at, in peaceful times as well uh, in order to maintain stability in their society. They also uh, require f honoring the gods. Uh, hobgoblins give regular recognition to uh, the deities left to them after Megalubiet's conquest. Um, their gods are Namagaya and Berizhevek. Uh They are uh, basically they hold up standards of, of white flags um, and symbols, as well as having um, maces dipped in white paint. Hmm. Yeah. They also suffer, nor give no insult. Uh, as befits their warlike nature, hobgoblins believe that any de uh, insult demands a response. Uh, suitably and somewhat ironically, the outward politeness and civility that they demonstrate becomes, among each other, enables them to avoid conflicts in daily life. Um, so, while I was reading through this, I was drawn to some parallels in a book I've been reading. Um... It is Brandon Sanderson's The Stormlight Archive books. And wh while I'm reading through Hobgoblin Society, I am very much remembering Alethi Society. It is a warlike kingdom. Um, and uh, one of the main characters, Dalinar, demands that his group follow codes very specific to these ones. <laughs> And it was just very interesting reading through this and being like, holy shit, this is just Alethi shit. What is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, there are a couple other codes there, but I think the more interesting thing to talk about here is going to be the Iron Shadows and the Academy of Devastation. Which would you like to talk about first? Ooh. I'm more interested in the Academy, so let's talk about the other one first. Okay. So you're going to zone out then? Yeah. Cool. Uh, a few cob hobgoblins have mastered a system of unarmed combat called Path of the Iron Shadow. Uh, its practitioners are known as Iron Shadows, and they serve as a secret police force and spy network in Hobgoblin Society. Um, Iron Shadows recruit from all ranks of Hobgoblin Society, and they answer only to Priests of Maglubiet, uh, and use their talents for stealth, disguise, unarmed combat, um, to squash potential uh, insurrections and treachery before oh, an uprising can flourish. Fuck, they're yeah. slave patrol. Yeah, they oh, sure are. No, a cab or a oh, Fuck, all iron, oh. all iron shadows are bastards. Uh, yep. Oh, <laughs> okay. They have the ability to command shadow magic. I'm gonna to puke. conceal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they have the ability Ooh. to command shadow magic to conceal their true nature, create distracting illusions, and walk from one shadow it's to the next. fucking tear gas. Yeah. These when they bastards. operate yeah, when they operate in the open, they wear masks that remember the leering faces of devils as befits their role in society. They receive proper deference from all other hobgoblins that cross their path, and every hobgoblin is required to have a um, thin blue line. <laughs> so uh, fuck so basically they are just cops if they they're wore... worse than cops they're secret police yeah this is okay. the fucking kgb my dude like, that's fair yeah do they fuck ah uh, okay yeah um yep hey we gotta do an episode on the history of police 
Maybe that'll be my first episode of 2020. 2021. <laughs> Fuck. What a good way to start it out, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Oof. Big oof. Um, right. Okay. Uh, hey. The, the Academy of Devastation isn't nearly as <laughs> uh, disappointing. Okay. Um, hobgoblins know the value of arcane magic in warfare, and where other cultures treat magic as an individual pursuit... Um, Hopgoblins practice mass indoctrination and testing to identify every potential caster in their rank. Um, the Academy of Devastation is a Hobgoblin institution made up of spellcasters. Okay. Members are sent abroad to test young Hobgoblins. Those who show aptitude for magic are enrolled in the Academy, brought to a hidden school, and subjected to rigorous regi- uh, regimen of drills, exercises, and study. In the Academy's view, every young student is a potential new devastator. So this is just schools of America. The schools this of is America. Schools, no, this is military schools of America, because That's- they are destined to be forged in a weapon of war. You know what the schools of America is, right? Well, only for low... Schools of the Americas? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It's the same thing. <laughs> not if you get good grades. Yeah. <laughs> no, not American schools. So there's... Uh, we set up a school in uh, somewhere in uh, southern... Like the southern Americas. Uh, it might be Bolivia. I don't know. It's somewhere down there. Um, and um, we trained their uh militaries called it was called the schools of america the schools for america something like that and uh we taught them how to do uh like fight uh resurrections and fight like communists and stuff like that as well as preventing them like basically giving them a unrealistic view of what capitalism is let them have really nice things that they wouldn't be able to afford even with their government like paychecks like uh and like taught them like trucks like big trucks in america were like symbols of power and they'd convinced them to buy like american trucks and like gave them like washing machines and like just like mm-hmm. basically brainwashed them into being hardcore fucking capitalists and uh yeah it's it's that that'll be another interesting topic i'm getting a couple topic ideas from this episode glad to hear it my guy and they're they're not fun ones yeah. <laughs> i can't oh. believe, i'm so surprised you don't know what the schools of americas are yeah I don't. wow i don't know shit apparently I goblins <laughs> I know hobgoblins and goblinoid war camps. Anyway, hobgoblin devastators. uh, Very little knowledge um, on the use of spells that have no use on battlefields. They're taught potent, destructive spells, and also learn the fundamentals of evocation magic. The death and destruction they uh, bring... Uh, about is worthy of as many accolades as the ruin wrought by traditional warriors um they're uh luckily for their enemies devastaries uh devastators um seldom employ sophisticated tactics functioning uh essentially as a mobile artillery battery they bring tremendous force to bear but rarely display the versatility uh and inventiveness of spell castings that elves and humans do basically these guys are tanks and they're not going to be super delicate and damaging, as well as just firing several fireballs into an army. 
Uh, I didn't ask how big the room was, man. I said a cast fireball. That's exactly what a Devastator would do. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, that is a lot of the cool stuff with Hobgoblins. Um, yeah, cool. Um, yeah. yeah, School of Americas and Slave Patrols. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, love to hear that shit. <laughs> All right. And the last Fuck. thing I want to talk about here um, is a fun... I love this so much um, because it's real good. Okay. Uh, it's called The Warborn. The Warborn. Yeah. While a host is pursuing conflict um, or conquest, it's taboo for its members to copulate, um, a.k.a. fuck. (laughs) (laughs) These fuck sesh must be uh, suppressed so that all effort is focused on the task at hand. Uh, Breach of the taboo can bring summary execution, so it's rare for offspring to be born among the host, even when it's a successful camp, uh, even though, even when it successfully campaigns for years. Um, That taboo does not extend to female goblinoids that came into the host already pregnant and gave birth while on campaign. So those offspring are referred to as warborn. And that's a title that they keep for life. The Warborn are thought to be blessed by Maglubiet, and as a result, these young goblinoid babies are carried into battle like a standard used to rally troops. Just swinging a fucking baby around. Trying to pump up your boys. You know, I'm done. (laughs) Dude, hobgoblins are fucked. Yeah. Hobgoblins are insane. Yeah. I love them so much. When you started talking, like, I I knew Hobgoblins were fucked up, but when you started talking about them, you didn't make them sound that bad at first. And uh-huh. then we found their slave patrols and School for Americas, School yep. of Americas. And now we found their baby slingshots, so, yeah. Not baby um, slingshots, it's more like tying a baby to a pole and hoisting it up as a battle standard. <laughs> I don't know which one's worse. <laughs> I mean, the baby slingshot, probably. <laughs> Would you rather... Okay, here's how you figure it out, Tess. Here's okay. how you figure it out. Would you rather that I put... Zaid in a catapult and flung him directly at a wall or would you rather I just tie his little baby arms up around a pole and hoist him uh how long would he be on that pole cause it's either a slow death or a quick death and if he's dying it better be quick well let's let me look into something here um <laughs> the average time for a battle in medieval era So about three hours, maybe eight to nine, if it's like the Battle of Hastings. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, it's I mean, I, it's it's less about it's a it's a quick death or a slow death, and more about an open casket or a closed casket funeral. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, we're done talking about my son dying. Okay, I'm not for this. <laughs> Bold stance. No. We're not for your son dying. Oh yeah, that's that's real fucking bold. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
All right, tell Maddie all about that. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. What else do we do at the end of these these episodes when we're not depressed? I guess. Yeah, man. Um, so, so, um, so we have a whole ass article and then a really good review. So this is from, but it was aliens on pod chaser. Um, it's a five star review. We love that. Thank you so much. Um, basically says I've had these guys in my ears. Uh, the show starts with a tiny little advert before jumping into an even quicker theme, uh, and the main content of the show. Uh, I love the topic this week. Big Papa 666. Thank you for repping my boy. Uh, it's bang up his street. You immediately pick up the lighthearted jai- uh, vibe of the show, which makes it an, uh, it an enjoyable and easy listen. The hosts bounce off each other well and makes you uh, makes each other laugh, which further helps you slip into the episode. Episodes come in around an hour mark, uh, uh, give or take, so uh, quite a deep dive with all the lighthearted chat in between. All the research. Uh, the time flies. Overall, this uh, is a fun show covering a broad range of topics. Uh, it's early days, too, so the show will probably get better and better. Give them a try. Yeah, you should give us a try. Listen to But It Was Aliens. <laughs> give us a try. <laughs> We're so good. Yeah, we, I, I like to think so. Yeah. Okay. Eh, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know, so, man. I trust but it was aliens though. Yeah. I trust him with my soul. Mm-hmm. Uh so another interesting thing happened uh this over this last week. Uh we yeah. have an article published about us um on several news sites and it's Who would really publish cool. an article about little old me? I don't fucking know. I wish L- they didn't. Little old me. <laughs> It'd be man. too much of an ego boost, man. I know, right? <laughs> Did they say, wow, this podcast is greatly enhanced by the funniest man in America, Bryson, uh, and really brought down by his co-host? No, not at all. <laughs> all right, wow. Yes, I didn't write it then. <laughs> no, 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 you didn't. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, yeah. So, on November 18th, 2020 is when this was published on Apple News. Um Listening to podcasts after a tiring day can be entertaining. At the same time, they have the power to help you relax. The best can even uplift your mood. Podcasts are simply audio recordings that can be consumed online, but they're also a fast-moving trend, growing by leaps every day. One of the comedy podcasts gaining a lot of attention is Tangent Avenue. Tangent Avenue is a stimulating comic podcast run by two best friends, Tasman and Bryson. Their engaging content and offbeat view of the world is what makes their podcast worth listening to. Every week, they bring one topic and discuss it hilariously. The lifelong friends wanted to do something together, mm. so they launched a podcast channel. Their channel is a- available on several different platforms. This includes Anchor, which it, it doesn't anymore. We we dropped Anchor. Um, <laughs> we switched to Captivate. Highly recommend. Good good, good times. Good times. Uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, and many others. If you're a fan of famous podcasts such as Comedy Bang Bang or My Brother and My Brother Me, you're what? Tangent Avenue. Yeah. I don't like to invite that comparison. <laughs> no. Yeah, I know. We're obviously uh, better. No. Yeah. Griffin. Nope. McElroy. I've already told the McElroys that we're coming for. Remember, we've are. Mm-hmm. This is a war. I don't want to go to war. I just want to hang out. <laughs> it sucks. I want to hang out with Griffin. Nope. Nope. I want to play ru- fun. Video I'm ruining games. this right now. Griffin. We're coming for you. 
Hi, Griffin. <laughs> On the podcast, the hosts talk about a wide scope of topics ranging from the creation of hentai to the death of Eliza Lamb. Damn straight. And sometimes about famous people they find interesting, like Alistair Crowley. Their wide range Ooh. of topics caters to all types of listeners. The guys release a show every Wednesday. They're currently on their seventh show, with each episode lasting roughly one hour long. All the ideas they have talked about to date cover topics that are engaging and also informative. The duo also has a habit of deviating from the main topic about every five minutes, and that's one of the ways to keep the podcast interesting. According to IAB PWC, growth trends released this year. Podcast revenue will pass $1 billion in 2021. Holy Talk shit, we're going to get $1 billion? $1 billion. <laughs> I know, right? How good would that be? That'd be so good. We'd have to um, kill ourselves, though. Yeah. <laughs> With plenty of room to grow. Fuck. <laughs> I just realized what you said. Yeah. <laughs> Guillotine ourselves. Guys, we promise. We promise if we get to a billion dollars, we'll, we'll give all of our fans ourselves. a million. Yeah. Well, that depends on how many we have. We might not have enough for that. No, we will. Okay. We'll figure it out. All right. We'll if get some passive a income going. Um... We'll give all of our Patreon subscribers a <laughs> million bucks. How about that? Okay. Um, give them the money that they've been giving us. Got it. <laughs> hell yeah, dude. Re- fucking hell yeah. Uh, okay. That's not so of... much. That's not so much redistributing the wealth as much as it is spitting it back and forth between two mouths. But yeah. <laughs> uh, trickle down a com economics actually working for an exchange holy shit <laughs> hey ronald <laughs> we it's out trickling <laughs> god uh, how long has it been i'm gonna look while well, you finish that, that up i'm gonna give everybody something to be happy about okay with plenty of room to grow in the podcast space tangent avenue podcast already enjoys a loyal audience Yes, we do. Thank you, guys. We love you. By the year end, expect them to be on mini list for best comedy podcast of 2020. Not to high fucking praise. Yeah, dude. Guys. Would love um, it. Thank you so yeah. much. So, a little sneak peek into something I'm thinking about doing. So, some of you may have noticed that when you look up a podcast, it doesn't say uh, posted by Tasman and Bryson anymore. It says posted by Asphalt Studios. The reason for that is because we're working on creating our own little podcast network. And the second podcast that we're looking at putting out will be a horror drama with like voice actors and music and all that fun stuff. Uh, we're thinking about doing that. We haven't fully settled on it. I just brought up the idea to Bryson what, last night. I think it was today, actually. Was it today? Yeah. Um, so... If, if that's something we do, don't expect that out for a while because that's going to be a lot of work. I'm going to have to cast it. Um, and also, uh, I'll be, I would release that in seasons. So I wouldn't even release it until the first season was done. But, you know, it's something to look out for. Uh, if you guys have any ideas or something that you'd want to see in that, or if that's something you don't want us to do, that's fine too. You guys can always tweet at us. Um, I just think it'd be a lot of fun to do. Yeah. We already do D&D, so, I mean, what's the difference? Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, uh, our third Why podcast will bring to this. What? Why are you a goblin now? Am I a goblin right now? Yeah. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> Wait, did you not mean to do that? No, I must have just hit it when I was typing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got it set to do that when I hit slash. The listeners won't know what this is, but it's just a gift for you. Um, anyway, uh, likely 
if that podcast gets off the ground and we get more time to do stuff full time, um, uh, we'll likely try to do a D and D podcast here um, yes, we as will. well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But yeah, good news for everybody, by the way. Um, Ronald Reagan's been dead for like nine hundred and six nine thousand six hundred and sixty six days. So we can all <laughs> rest easy. Yeah, rest Whoa. easy. You can sleep hard and well tonight, guys. Damn straight, baby. He's been dead sure. for a while. Yep. Yeah. I love to see that. I just feel like it's something we should bring up every week now. <laughs> How many? Well, the days will be different by the time this episode comes out. Fuck. So you gotta yeah, shit. When's it coming in. out? What time is it? What we? Oh, shit. This will shit, be shit. December second. December second. Fuck. How long? Fuck. <laughs> How long? <laughs> just wait. Add... I just count. Yeah. Yeah. Goddamn it. I was gonna say you can add two weeks, take away three days. All right. Um. So eleven days to whatever number you said. Um. Nine thousand six hundred and seventy-seven days. <laughs> I think. Man, it's um, a real good thing we're not a math podcast. <laughs> yeah, we would suck, huh? Anyway. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. We really appreciate it. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Tangent Avenue. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Wanna Toothpick with no K. Uh, Taz, how about your Twitter? What are you tweeting? Uh, um, I don't tweet much, but I'm at Zaphael. Uh, you can always follow me. Uh, it's pretty much anything I post on that is either fucking game related or uh, political related. It, yeah. Sadness. It's great. Um, yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd better recommend following us on Instagram or Facebook uh, or the podcast on Twitter rather than, uh, you know. Or follow me. me. I'm funny yeah, on Twitter. He's funny on Twitter. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just like so, the podcast, I'm funny on Twitter. Taz is not. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I I do bring the more interesting topics. So eat my ass. Excuse me. We just talked about goblins for a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Join our Facebook group. Yeah, um, it's fun times. We talk to people all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing we want to do we want to thank uh, Julie Marie Artistry uh, for the artwork on the podcast it looks wonderful we love it so much uh, you can see more of her work at instagram.com slash Julia Marie Artistry uh, we also want to thank Homesick Entertainment for our mid-roll uh, intro and outro uh, you can find their work at youtube.com slash c slash homesick and uh, I don't have a stinger for next week because it's just our live show uh, yeah. and You'll have to see what that is either when you listen to it on the live show or when it, the episode comes out. It's going to be a yeah. lot of fun. It's going to be a it little is. interesting for us because uh, we're, we're Tangent Avenue for a reason, so we're not usually confined to an hour time limit. So that's going to yeah. be interesting. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. I'll keep an eye on the on the time. Don't worry, baby. <laughs> that's good. And then, uh, yeah, again, uh, we're going to be ending our year with a three-part special on American Panic. Damn straight, fun. baby. This is the last episode I have to write this year. <laughs> Get shit on, Taz. Yeah, that's fine. I'll market and edit and produce. And Absolutely write. fucking correct. I'm just here to be <laughs> funny. Ooh, big goofs. Big goofs. That's what I do. Yeah, you are a big goof, man. Thanks. Hey, we've been recording for too long. Yeah, we have.
Yeah. That's bye. Funny. Wait. What? Hold on. All right. You forgot something. What I forget? To tell me you love me. I didn't forget. Yeah, you did. Dad. Mm, nope. Dad. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, subscribe to my OnlyFans where I tell you I'm proud of you and pretend to be your dad, but with dick out. Have a good day! Just like your olden dad. Bye!